Get ready for chills and thrills at Hometown Haunts and Hops Horror Convention here in Plymouth, Massachusetts. Join us for a spine-tingling day of horror-filled fun on October 28th at the Mayflower Brewing Company. Meet horror actor Matthew G. Taylor from Resident Evil and dive into a macabre world of cinema and literature. Sip on chilling brews, indulge in ghastly treats, and immerse yourself in a haunted atmosphere. Whether you're a horror buff or just seeking an unforgettable experience, Hometown Haunts and Hops has it all. Don't miss out on the eerie excitement. Secure your tickets now by heading on over to inebriart.com. Go to our events calendar, and in October you will find the link for Hometown Haunts and Hops, which is sponsored by HalloweenNewEngland.com. HalloweenNewEngland.com is the website for the truly Halloween-obsessed with the most extensive guides to New England haunted houses, ghost tours, classic horror film screenings, jack-o'-lantern festivals, haunted hayrides, and more. They've got all the thrills covered throughout September and October with over 2,500 Halloween events on their events calendar and hundreds of local Halloween attractions. It's the only place you'll find everything from haunted history tours and costume contests to which haunts are open on Thursday nights. HalloweenNewEngland.com has your Halloween covered and is sponsoring Hometown Haunts and Hops this year. Welcome back, Inebriates. Uh, we are today with another musician um, out of Canada. We've had a just a string of them lately. Um, so today I am joined by, fingers crossed here, Sei Nakauchi Peltier. Beautiful. Of Take Take? Yeah, Take Take. Take Take. Damn, yeah. I was pretty close. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, you guys are... So like I did a little quick... Um, you know, search online and how do you describe your band? Let me put it, I'm going to put it on you. Like, how would you describe your band? Oh, um, you know, we're a seven piece. Mm -hmm. So you have a a big melting pot of, you know, people with different backgrounds and different instruments too. Uh, So we have the basic, uh, you know, rhythm section, drums, bass, two guitars, uh one one that's probably more uh uh you know melody focused and the other one is kind of like uh we call him the chaos provider he's, uh, <laughs> he's really into noise music and, and yeah. stuff and playing with like toys and pliers and stuff like that so you have the the two uh very different playing uh dynamic going mm-hmm. and then we have a trombone player who also plays uh the gaida which is uh a sort of bagpipe Oh, okay. Uh, but from uh, Bulgaria, so Bulgarian backpipe. Uh, he's a big fan of Bulgarian music. And then we have um, a flautist. Uh, she plays the classical flute, but also a lot of the Japanese, uh, the traditional J- Japanese flutes, like the shinobue. And she plays also a taishokoto, which is, um, it looks kind of like a, a typewriter uh, with strings. 
Okay. Uh, but basically like a koro, uh, so a string instrument uh, with with the part that looks like a typewriter is uh, the way you hit the like the keys or I don't know how to call them, but how you make the notes. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and it's uh, something you can plug in. It's electric. Uh, it's from, I guess, the late 70s, 80s. Um, and then we have a bass player. I said bass already. And then lead vocals, Maya, who sings and does all the visual art also uh, and writes the lyrics. So that's that's the band, basically. Um, yeah, when I'm asked about, like, to describe the band is one thing. To describe the music, uh, I don't really dare. Uh, yeah, it's or, like I'm. I'm always saying that I find like the genres that I grew up with, which there were like five. You know, country, R and B, metal, rock, pop, that kind of thing. They're they're kind of gone. Like no no one fits yeah. into like such a neat pigeonhole. But like I was I was watching you guys, and I'm like, wow, they're it. it I mean, obviously, you know, you got Bulgarian instruments, you have, you know, um, other traditional instruments from other areas. Um, I mean, there's nothing else that, I mean, it's a complete fusion. You guys are based out of Canada, um, but not singing in English, not singing in French. Um, yeah. It kind of had a California surf feel to it at some point. Yeah, yeah. I- well, I mean, if I tell you how the band started, then, you know, I guess people who uh, wouldn't know the band, uh, it'll give them a, a good, uh, you know, perhaps a good, uh, it'll give them a good idea of what the music might sound like. Mm-hmm. Um, but we started out as a tribute. So the first show we've ever played was a tribute to a Japanese uh, guitarist uh, by the name of Takeshi Terauchi. Okay. And this is where where the surf uh, sound uh, comes from, uh, basically, because... Oh, okay. Yeah, he was uh, sort of the Japanese answer to the ventures. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened is that um, the ventures played Japan. uh, Well, the first time they played Japan, I think it was in in the 60s. And at the time, all the kids in Japan were like, into rockabilly and and just you know wearing leather and and dancing and then when the ventures played uh, it, it just uh all the kids all of a sudden wanted to play electric guitar you know and, uh, and that was the big boom called the eleki uh which means basically electric yeah electric guitar yeah and takeshi tedauchi was kind of like uh the big, uh, you know, a lot of really good musicians uh, came out of that scene, but um, Takeshi Terauchi actually mixed a lot of uh, Japanese, traditional Japanese melodies into the music, into the uh, surf uh, rock uh, music. And that's what made it really special. And that's the the tribute that we, uh, that tribute show that we did um back in 2017 was uh, all his music um however we uh played his music and, you know not trying to imitate it or like mm-hmm. even, even the tones or the gear we would use was you know it wasn't about um doing the exact same thing 
and uh so we played with i guess kind of a punk edge or like a a, a new or more modern uh approach and energy and everything and the the sound that came out of that to us felt very fresh and new and exciting and basically yeah. um because when we played that show we didn't know if it was going to be a one-off or uh you know and and then we were so stoked on what had just happened that uh we decided to uh go on and and do this but of course um in order to become uh, a legit band um we thought you know it'd be more interesting to write our own uh, material also sure. Maya wasn't there it was fully instrumental for the first show uh she she was there she was in the audience mm-hmm. um and then uh, by the second or third show uh she joined in and uh that's how it started so and then from you know that's 2017 so you know i feel like we we've uh we we've moved on and kind of like we know that our roots are into you know it comes from that scene and you know other bands too from from the late 60s and 70s uh, in japan um and even more than just music just the whole scene uh theater visual art uh cinema there was so much going on uh at the time that was really kind of uh rebellious and kind of underground yeah uh and all of that is a big influence for us but uh, like i said uh now that we know each other more and that we get influences from everybody in the band uh it's gotten like you know much wider and it's uh yeah was that show in japan nope no uh this was uh here right here in montreal uh it was a psychedelic music festival and we were asked uh, well we were offered to close the festival yeah is is there a a large japanese community in montreal or not so much larger than let's say 10 or 15 years ago uh when everybody you know who was japanese kind of knew each other that's how yeah we met yeah. the uh, yuki the flautist and maya the vocalist um but i mean montreal is not a huge city neither so it's uh yeah even just the music scene everybody kind of knows each other or know of each other yeah yeah it seems like there there is uh quite the scene there um because uh we've been getting a lot of Montreal based musicians lately. Oh, yeah. um, oh lately. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's, it's so unbelievably diverse in like what we've been getting. And I'm like, this is, seems like, like I was telling you before we started that I, I'm in uh, Massachusetts and you know, we have a, a variety, but it's very, you know, jam band heavy kind of, um, suburban reggae is kind of like a big thing around here and it's just like to see um just like such a wide variety of like um musicians in, in that area I'm, I'm a little jealous yeah, yeah. you huh. know where, where in massachusetts um so i am about 45 minutes south of boston like right before cape cod okay yeah 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 you know we recorded our first album in uh Pawtucket. Oh, Pawtucket. Yeah, yeah. How do you pronounce it, man? P- Pawtucket? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pawtucket. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rhode Island, right? Yep. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I'm going there next week. Yeah, we're we're not too far from there. We're kind of like halfway between Boston and Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah. A lot of really good, you know, heavy and experimental bands uh, in that area, no? Yeah, Rhode Island actually has a... I, I think they have a, a better... Um, I don't want to say better. A so where we are like i i live in a very tourist heavy area and so there's tons and tons of bars and restaurants and most of them have live music yeah so musicians here can make a living at just playing you know the local bars and restaurants and whatnot kind of like nashville or yeah which is great but a lot of it is cover music um there's not a lot of love for original music around here which i think sucks um but like Rhode Island seems to have like a really good underground like metal bands and um, like yeah. I, I have friends um, in a band called Scarecrow Hill. And if they're going to play a gig, they either have to go like up to Salem, like okay, uh, yeah. past Boston or like down to Rhode Island because it's just just around here. People don't want to hear original music and it, it's mm. kind of a, a, a bummer, but I don't I, I can't figure it out. Yeah. I don't know why. Huh. Is, what's the scene like in Montreal? Because, like I said, it seems really diverse. Is that just my perspective, yeah, or no? No, I think it is. Uh, you have everything, and and I would say that. Well, of course, anywhere you go, you get the cover bands, and mm-hmm. I mean, we started out as one, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing uh, wrong with them, you know. They're fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I think people here, you know, when they start a band, they really do their own thing. Yeah. And, um, and also it's just sort of such a, yeah, uh, diverse, uh, uh j- just people from everywhere. And uh, so you, you get the same kind of, you get the music that's being made here is also very, uh, uh, hybrid and, and all sorts of things. And yeah, I, that's, I think that's uh, probably where we're missing out. There's not a diverse population around here it's very like wealthy white people <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah well yeah montreal i feel like uh has always had a, a great music scene very creative and uh yeah nice so um you mentioned um the artists that you cover but like what other artists have like influenced this band i feel like it would probably be a wide assortment of yeah yeah i mean I remember when we recorded the first album uh, in Pataket. Yeah. Uh, we talked about uh, this Brazilian band, uh, Os Mutantes, uh, a lot um, in the studio because, uh, yeah, like their music is very different, but the kind of uh, craziness and the, the, the freedom that they allowed themselves in, mm-hmm. in the making of their music is something that we can relate to and that we uh want to keep uh as a big part of this band i think uh moving forward and i think we managed to do that uh with the second album even more you know it's so we yeah os mutantes and and other brazilian artists uh um what else well you know, speaking of uh, Montreal, uh, there's a band here called uh, Suns, S-U-U-N-S, 
um, that I'm a big fan of. And I just, their records, if you listen to them, there's, it just seems like there's a lot of uh, experimentation. It sounds like they're exploring together and it's not so much the same kind of uh, linear songwriting or mm -hmm. it's uh, I, I like that I like um, and it's a challenge for me too because actually I used to um, be really like uh, almost have like one way of uh, working on a song and and uh, which was kind of linear and that's what I learned with uh, working with in you know within a seven piece and uh, having everybody participating um you can't really come up with one thing or a song that you know uh that's figured out or you know because i yeah. used that and then but for them it's like they have to find their way to uh you know individually to uh, connect with the the music and find find their own place in it so it didn't really make sense mm -hmm. it might have made sense for other projects uh i had uh before but for this one I realized that uh, it's better to come up with little pieces here and there, and then together we we work on on the songs and and we get to a place with the songwriting and with, with the songs that I would never get to on my own. That that's the main uh, thing that's uh, I think is amazing about making music with other people. And uh, that, yeah. I I love working on any project that's collaborative. Yeah. Um, because it's just like someone will kind of toss out an idea and then everyone else kind of like adds their own piece to it. And you end up with something completely different than even maybe the initial idea. Oh, but yeah. It's kind of like grown like out of everybody's. Is, is it challenging writing with such a large group? It is. I mean, personally for me, because uh, of what I just said in terms of songwriting, I come from a, uh, you know, a different place, but I, I changed, uh, I changed that, I believe. And, um, and, um, I'm really grateful for, you know, the lessons I've learned through playing with, uh, with these people. And, uh, I think it's the only way we can go about it with this band too. Yeah. I think that's what makes it, uh, special. Um, yeah, but it, it is challenging. I think, uh, if you're going to do that, you need to have uh, enough time uh, and not not force anything, you know, to to understand, to really understand someone else's uh, point of view on something. You you want to really like take the time and and forget about your ego and everything. And uh, but it's yeah, it's all worth it. Yeah, I I love how you've been talking about how like experimenting with music because I feel like so many bands just kind of be like, all right, well, we need two guitar players and a bass player and a drummer and a singer, some slight variation of that. But, you know, like some of my favorite bands, like one of my all time favorites is uh, Mr. Bungle. Oh yeah. And uh, I mean, just every album is so different than the one before. And, you know, I think Mike Patton is, you know, I've seen him, have you seen him twice? I think I've seen him twice. Um, he's the only singer I've ever seen that had like swaps out his microphone for like depending on different sounds and I like I really love that kind of idea of just being like, well, let's play with 
you know, what kind of sound will this give us? And like, how can we use that? And it's just kind of, it's kind of like sculpting, you know, in a weird way. Yeah. 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 Mike Patton, the the way he approaches vocals, it's like, uh, any, uh, instrumentalist, like, uh, you know, the gear he'll use. I know he, he puts his, you know, voice through all sorts of things. Yep. And, uh, you never really get the same kind of, uh, even the, the delivery is different, uh, within one song or, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that's, that's really great. We can relate to that. Yeah. One of my absolute favorites. Um, so are you guys currently, cause your album came out in June, right? Do you have that right? Yes. Yeah. yeah early, um, June. early June. Yeah. So are you guys touring this summer or just kind of like doing local shows? Like what, what's your schedule? Yeah, kind of? Um, so in the summer, we do a lot of the summer festivals. Uh, mm-hmm. This year, it's a lot of like fly in, fly out. Um, uh, but this summer was mostly in Canada. Yeah. And uh, next month, uh, September, we're going to the UK for a week and a half um, for the second time. Uh, pretty excited about that. And then when we come back, we have two shows, uh, one upstate New York, one New York City. And then in October, we have a West Coast tour uh, that'll take us to uh, L.A., um, Seattle, Portland, Olympia. Uh, I'm forgetting uh, a few. You guys are uh, everywhere. Uh, well, I mean, this summer was just... was. Almost yeah kind of quiet but um yeah it's in the fall we'll, we'll tour a little more and hopefully uh i think in november we're talking uh, some dates in the midwest and i mean we've been wanting to go uh in boston and around boston for a long time and so it's it's all in the work yeah yeah well there's great venue there's great venues where i live it's called the south shore and uh there's great oh, venues I, yeah you know what i'm there's a South Shore here too, and that's where I'm moving next month. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah I'm actually gonna move uh, on the other side of the bridge. Nice. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's kind of the like I said, the area kind of like between Boston and and Cape Cod. Yeah. And you know, there there's just been a boom of like local bands, and I feel like. I feel like during COVID, everyone kind of like regrouped and kind of like put out new albums or like new um, recording studios opened up and just like this. Now there's just kind of this influx of all this stuff coming out and, you know, uh, all, all these, you know, shows are coming back and venues have opened up and gotten more, more, um, you know, touring musicians in. there's just so much going on right now. It's 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 almost hard to keep people's attention, you know? Yeah, well, there's that, and it's hard to to book a tour because it's gotten so competitive. Everybody's trying to, you know, get yeah. on the road, and people are booking way in advance. And it's like, whoa, this is already booked. Oh, that venue's already booked. Oh, damn. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, everyone's making up for lost time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. D- um, what did you guys do during COVID? Did, were you got with such a large group? And like I know smaller groups were kind of like, ah, it's the four of us and we're in our bubble or whatever. Yeah. Were you guys recording? Were you writing? Like actually we had just finished recording the first album. So we had the album in the can, uh, and you know, everything stopped. Yeah. Um 
we were lucky enough to not have any big tours canceled. I mean, we've seen bands here, you know, had crazy tours, uh, and then, uh, it was all gone, but, um, we had the album in the can and actually we got pretty lucky because we released it during the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, maybe about a year and a half after it was mastered or something like that. And, um, yeah, through through a friend, and we got to talk with the people at Kill Rockstars, uh, the label from uh, well, they're in in Portland and Nashville right now. Yeah, um, and we were able to release it. So just that was uh, kind of a miracle in a way, uh, and and uh, we were stoked. Uh, and then by the time. Uh, it was over uh well by the time the pandemic was over then we we were able to uh yeah go back uh and tour well it's you know yeah we kind of we went to france and then it was okay and then another lockdown happened and yeah it was, it was always like but then again you know you uh you you learn that uh nothing's for uh granted and every time we play it's very special and we appreciate it and that's that's how it is that's uh that's so it, if you were working with kill rock stars that you said they're out of nashville and la was it how did you uh, how did you en- oh portland sorry how did yeah. you end up in Pawtucket <laughs> to record oh actually uh we recorded the the album before we ever knew that we would uh release the album with kill rock stars uh we were actually talking with uh, other labels as well, and uh, this. Well, we we recorded in uh, Pataki because there's a great studio there called Machines with Magnets, uh, where a lot Good of great name. bands. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, bands like Battles, uh, well, Montreal band Big Brave uh, recorded, I think, pretty much all their albums there um daughter uh, i think uh, you know a lot of the bands from rhode island they a lot of the heavy bands they go there and and um i i, I think if i remember well i just liked uh well first of all i really liked the way uh, seth the engineer uh, recorded the rhythm section it was always really heavy and for me going in well, for us, for the band to go in with uh, music that was kind of like, well, with all the influences from the late 60s, 70s and all of that, we, we didn't want to go that route. Like we mm-hmm. wanted to avoid, we didn't want to, and, and not to take anything from like bands who would do that, as, you know, uh, but we didn't want to go uh, retro. We, we yeah. wanted to go, you know, today. Uh, us today in this world and uh to me uh what i had heard like all the albums that seth had worked on um uh, it really sounded uh, uh yeah like that heavy and and tight and uh i don't know sometimes it's just feeling you, you hear music and you, you feel something and also because we know the people from this montreal band big brave uh uh, Seth is the engineer is just, uh, he works like, like crazy. Uh, it's just so, so quick. And so, um, 
don't know, he he really knows what he's doing. And uh, we had a great experience. So that that was for the first album. And then as far as uh, KRS, we actually have friends in Vancouver. Uh, they have a band. It's a duo. It's called Mittens. And uh, it's kind of heavy, math, rocky, experimental noise music. And they had just uh, signed or released an album with KRS. And uh, we, we owe it all to them uh, for telling the label about us. Yeah. They checked us out and through emails during the pandemic. Um, we, uh, and it's really strange because I kind of, I kind of, I grew up on music from, you know, artists on Kill Rock Stars, Elliot Smith, Slater Kinney, you know, Bikini Kill, all that stuff. And Unwound, which is a band that I love. Um, but I had kind of forgotten about the label for, I mean, yeah. It's funny how, how stuff like that can circle around that, like, you know, either people you have met at some, some point in your life comes back and you're like, oh, shit, I do remember, you know, like, yeah, I've literally had people where I've been talking with for like months and then all of a sudden they'll bring up something. I'll be like, wait, were you that guy at that place? And they're like, yeah. And it, it's it's always amazing, like how like that stuff kind of cycles around. Yeah, yeah. I think it has to do with age too. Uh, at some point, it's uh, yeah, know, a lot of information in the in the hard drive, uh, kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. and then you need just one little thing to bring it all back, and and then I was like, wait a minute, yes, of course, and it makes sense. This is a perfect label for us, you know, the, the whole DIY and kind of punk uh, mentality and. And I mean, it's been really cool. Uh, they're very nice, and you know, it's it's not a huge label with a lot of you know employees, or yeah, it's easy. It feels like a family, and um, and we got to meet a lot of the other bands, uh, new bands in the roster uh, through you know playing at festivals and stuff like that. It's really nice. So we released the second one also. Uh, the more the more recent one uh with them yeah do you prefer playing festivals or or kind of your own show oh well you know for example uh we just played montreal which was kind of like it was part of a festival it was part of a jazz festival here that's kind of uh well known but for us it was uh the album uh launch Mm -hmm. kind of um and i would say it's it's great but at the same time when you play in front of your friends and families and all that it's uh, i always get a little more nervous yeah whereas when we play festivals uh, especially in other towns or other countries i i i don't know for some reason i just i don't feel any pressure or stress hmm. interesting <laughs> uh but i like uh i think i like uh, all, all the options uh, yeah smaller shows small venues uh yeah i'm down with pretty much anything so you guys have played jazz festivals psychedelic rock festivals you've talked about being kind of yeah like is that just because like your your band is that so hard to define thing that people like that you just kind of fit with every you know aspect of music where you're just kind of i don't want to say chameleons because you're not changing but it's just like it just, it just seems like you plug in and fit with so many other things, you know? 
Oh, well, that, that, that would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought of that. Uh, never thought of it that way, but, um, it, it could be. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think, uh, you know, we like to think that Tikka Tikka is, uh, you know, we're not trying to make, uh, music for a niche, uh, audience or whatever. We, we really think and we truly believe that anybody, um, who's curious enough can, can have a listen and, and uh, enjoy it, you know? Cool. Uh, techie, techie, techie. Did I get that right? Yep. Yeah. Um, so when I first kind of Googled it, I got a old folklore. Like, where does the name come from? Is that what the name is from? It's like a. Uh, oh, not, okay. Yeah, the name. Yeah, take it, take it. If you don't add a uh, band, the word yeah. band after, then you'll get a whole different thing. Um, it's an urban legend. Some sort of like ghost, Slender Man, yeah. something, something. Yeah. yeah, it's a story of a schoolgirl who, um, who uh, got her body. Uh, chopped in half uh, on the uh, by a train walking on the train track and then she comes back uh hunting uh uh i mean uh it's cool as a ghost and she walks on her uh, elbows oh okay and then you get the sound so you know they made uh, it okay it's yeah. with that yeah uh, but this is not where it comes from the the name ticket ticket we took uh when we did that first show we chose that name because of the sound the sound of the guitar the surf guitar oh okay yeah sure yeah 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 but it's an uh onomatopoeia like yeah. uh there, there's so much uh uh in in the japanese language and uh so take take that's where it comes from but also we we learned uh after that um it was also a slang uh, in in the sixties or seventies uh, for uh, teenagers who would uh, in Japan who would dress up as surfers, uh, but then really surf. Oh, interesting! Yeah, uh, and they would be called out like, uh, "Yeah, take it, take it." So you know, two things related to surf. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, interesting. so we just uh, and you know, band names you you. You choose one and then you you just you're stuck with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well that's that old um what was it? Uh I think it was the old Jethro Tull story about how they were so bad when they started that their manager kept having to change the name so it could keep booking them. Yeah. And then when they finally caught, he had happened to change it to Jethro Tull, which is like some really obscure reference. And that's oh. when the band kind of caught on and now they're like I guess that's the name of the band now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Um, so the new album is out already. Um, is it available? Like, where can people get it? Is it on vinyl? I'm sure it's downloadable yeah. and streaming. I mean, it's, it's available everywhere. Uh, it's called Hagata. Hagata, which means bite mark. Um, and uh, yeah, it's available everywhere uh, in the digital and uh we have uh vinyls and cds uh, cds they still make those <laughs> and, and now people still buy them yeah um and the best way to you know to to buy those those physical ones or maybe even the digital actually yeah is through bandcamp bandcamp is the or it shows yeah i yeah. mean 
check out the band. Go to go to a show <laughs> or your uh, local record store. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but Bandcamp is the one that like all the musicians we talk to seem to like the best for kind of like online presence. Um, I don't know what they're doing that makes them so likable, but uh, they seem to be doing a great job there. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just that uh, artists will get more of the 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 money should be getting from the sales, whereas all the digital platforms, uh, not to name them. Uh, well, you know, I think everybody knows. Everyone knows who they are. Yeah, paying yeah. you like everybody knows how much uh, eight tenths of a penny for every time someone listens to your song or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Nice, exactly. Yeah. Um, and where can um, is there a website that you guys have? Like, are you guys on social? Yeah, I think uh, the best way is our Instagram. You know, to yeah to know what's going on and all the dates and the tours that I mentioned before. Uh, it's all there. Um, we have a link tree and the website is teketekeband.com and uh, that's T-E-K-E, right? T-E-K-E-T-E-K-E band.com and you can even, you know, we have a page there with the lyrics uh translated to english and french oh really uh, if anybody's curious uh, that's cool yeah talking about in those songs uh and yeah links to the videos and all that it's it's all there nice yeah i was watching um um you guys did a live performance on kexp yeah that's a kexp at home that yeah uh during the pandemic yeah oh that was during during the pandemic oh cool yeah Yeah, i i I don't i'm assuming they're a radio station like i don't know who kexp is but oh oh my god they they're constantly popping up in like recommendations and it's all these bands that i like or will listen to and be like i do like these guys you know it's Yeah, yeah the radio station uh in seattle Oh, okay. What they do when bands are on tour and they stop in Seattle, they uh, a lot of times they will invite them in the studio to perform uh, and and to an interview. Uh, and those those performances, uh, they're always so good. And yeah, there's yeah, they're doing a great job at mixing and and mm-hmm. thing about it is uh, really it reminds good. me a lot of. Um... Uh, and NPR is Tiny Desk Concerts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that kind of same vibe and just like real, real diverse um, selection of bands, you know, and that's what I love is, is you know, if anything, my, my music tastes are eclectic. So it's like I like that kind of, you know, one day it's something that everybody's heard of and the next day it's, you know, something that hardly anybody's heard of or is yeah. really experimental or you know i, I love that stuff so. yeah it's really cool that they they do that yeah um before we go because sometimes i like to do this um what is one band you're listening to now that i should check out like is there something that's like stuck on rotation in your car or oh my God. i mean other than you guys <laughs> yeah, i don't i don't listen uh to my music really uh, I hear it because I. Yeah. Uh, no, it's a great record. Um, right now, heavy rotation. Ooh. 
I mean, I listen just like you. I listen to a lot of different music, and I really often go back to classics. And you know, it's not necessarily new stuff. But I mentioned the band Suns uh, earlier on. Yeah, I made a note of that so I can yeah, check that yeah. out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just like the vibe, the 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 atmosphere of their music. Um, I mean, I discovered a, another Canadian band from New Brunswick uh, called Motherhood. Um, we played a festival together, and uh, yeah, a good, good uh, rock band. Um, also, I listen to a lot of rap music. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And just recently, um, I listened to uh, El Michelle's Affair. Uh, group uh, based in Queens, uh, New York, and they made uh, they just made an album with Black Thought of the Roots. So oh, I was cool! To that yeah. um, also the new Deer Hoof. Do you know Deer Hoof? No. Oh my God! Well, they 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 had an album on Kill Rock Stars as well. They they just have so many albums, um, and so their latest. Uh, oh, I forgot the name. But uh, that one, well, the singer is Japanese, and uh, this is their first album fully in Japanese. Uh, and their music is just, uh, just genius. Um, and before that album, they released a, an album called uh, Love Lore, which is a cover album, but like nothing I've ever heard before. Within one song, you'll have... Uh, They'll cover uh, like a jazz artist, and then they'll throw in the voivode, uh, and then uh, you know you'll get like four or five artists in one in song. one song. Oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> Just <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, cool, man. I listened awesome. To that recently. Thank you for the recommendations. I'm gonna have to check those out. Um, uh, say so I want to say thank you for uh, coming on the show, man. It was a lot of fun. And um, I, I always my favorite thing about doing this podcast is just all the, the people we meet and kind of like I get to become fans of, of, of new music that I haven't heard before. And it's, you know, I, I come from the generation that like we found out about new music on MTV. So now I had to start a podcast to find out about new music. And yeah, yeah. so it, it's it's great. I just it's it's my favorite thing. So Yeah, thank you. I I, I really enjoy doing those because uh you know, it's it's more like a casual conversation, and uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah, that's nice, nice meeting people this way. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you. And uh, when you guys are looking to tour on the East Coast, Boston area, let me know. You know, I know a few, few, few uh, people with um, connections to some venues. So, absolutely, thank and you so much. Yeah. Point you in the right direction. So. Cool. And uh, for our listeners, uh, make sure you check us out again next Monday when we're here with um, someone else. I don't even know who's on the list. So uh, it'll be somebody, and we'll be here back uh, next Monday. Oh, thank you. And thanks for checking out the show today, listeners. Uh, if you enjoyed the content today, you can go over to patreon.com slash to support the show. You can join over there for just a few dollars a month and help us provide this fun content that you just checked out. You can also email us at inebriart.com with your questions, complaints, and concerns, or you can find us on all social medias at inebriart or at inebriart6 on Instagram. And also don't forget to check out our other shows, Bar Talk Podcast, 
Old Colony cast, Inebriart, and all the other shows on the Inebriart Network, which you can find at inebriart.com. Thanks again for listening.